So our co-main event here, the flyweight interim championship bout between Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France, their second meeting. Uh, Brandon Moreno obviously taking the first and a back and forth bout that only escalated into the third round with a deep cut opened up on uh, his cheek. Brandon Moreno ended it with a perfectly placed left kick to the body. The sent Cara France crumbling to the ground for a TKO win and an interim championship. During the post-fight interview, Moreno called Figueredo from the crowd and into the octagon to squash the beef and ask for a fourth meeting between the two in December for the flyweight championship. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was so hype that like it was a, a shaping up to be such a, a nice fight, just like the first one was. Um, and then you all of a sudden, you know, Brandon Moreno's uh, throughout the fight has been landing those body kicks and he just lands such a solid one. You can hear it right on the left side of uh, Car France. Enrique even sent me a picture and he uh, injured his ribs for sure and probably hit his liver and, and uh, Kai Car France just crumbled. And, uh, you know, that was enough to do it for Brandon Moreno and looked dominant in uh, his win to force a fourth meeting between him and Figueredo and, um, you know, compete for another championship after unfortunately losing it to Figueredo. Yeah, um, this this fight was awesome. It was, it was, it was really, really awesome. Uh, in the first round, Brandon Moreno came out and was very comfortable. Um, you know, it was fucking low-key really giving it to Kai Car France. I, I thought, you know, with the way, with how comfortable Brandon Moreno was getting in, Car France was fighting off of his back. Like, he was, uh, in, in a sense, like he was walking backwards. Brandon Moreno yeah. was walking him down. Car France couldn't get comfortable. And Car France does his best when he's walking forward and he's able yeah. to kind of put the, put his pace on the fight. So Brandon Moreno was nice and loose the whole first round, uh, and I gave that first round to Brandon Moreno. Uh, then the second round came, and I thought uh, for the first minute, minute and a half, Brandon Moreno had that same pace, but then Carter France started coming back with shots of his own and was getting that power through uh, a bit in regards to landing on Brandon Moreno, um, obviously busting him up pretty well. Uh, Brandon Moreno, I think, then kind of saw his blood and saw that hey maybe I'm maybe I'm losing this and um, then I, I thought the second round was a bit more back and forth um, but I would still end up giving that second round to Kai Car France uh, and then the third round obviously like you said is when it ended um, before we can get to the championship rounds because Brandon Moreno landed that perfect body kick um, and just put Car France out obviously jumped right on top of him and started raining down shots until the ref called it. But um, yeah, it was it was a beautiful kick, and you're right. He was he was landing that body kick all night long, um, but you could really tell. Like if you go back and watch the highlight of the kick with the one that put Car France down, uh, Brandon Moreno really put everything into it. Stepped into it super hard. I uh, landed flush right there, like right between his ribs and his liver, and uh, just I I can't even imagine taking a kick like that. So uh, I I can't imagine the pain that Car France was in to. Um, to eat that kick and yeah shout out to brandon moreno though for winning uh winning the interim belt and forcing davison figueroa to fight him for a fourth time um and you know i'm hoping and this is when like i love i love to see a championship fight like this when there's a an interim champion because both guys come out like wearing belts 
both guys have like gold on one guy has black and gold on the other guy has white and gold on and this is like very like fucking picture like movie picture type stuff you know what i mean like yeah and um for the first ever time in the ufc history this is uh, this is gonna be a fourth fight um let alone a fourth championship fight between two guys um and these two are the best of the division in the division right now um and i i just cannot wait uh for december for these guys to um to throw down it sounds like if figueroa and brandon moreno can be healthy uh, around december um then i would imagine like you know kamara usman's fighting next month uh well this month sorry it's already august he's fighting this month um Oh, well, today's the 31st, so I guess not. But you know what I mean. He's fighting right at the beginning of August. So uh, if he doesn't sustain any injury, you know, maybe we can get Kamara Usman on a card in December, um, get Figueroa, Brandon Moreno, and then, I mean, maybe Pena Nunez 3 or Pena Shevchenko 3. Um, like maybe three title fights at the end of the year card. The UFC likes to go hard for that card, so um, I don't know. We can see something special, but yeah, just congratulations to Brandon Moreno and to Kaikara France, but for sure, congratulations to Brandon Moreno for uh, winning that belt back from Mexico and uh, just representing the people so well. And, you know, when, when guys like this win, it's just, it's very nice to be, um, you know, a part of that, 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 that winning culture and just to be proud of someone, um, that is similar to you winning a, a, a bout at the highest level of mixed martial arts is, is very, very, very cool to see. And to see it twice in my lifetime by the same guy was even cooler. So shout out to Brandon Moreno for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, a great fight. And Brandon Moreno, very uh, deserving of that championship opportunity uh, in the fourth fight against Figueredo. And that'll be a super fun one for sure. And, it was fun to see a, a second part uh, versus Kai Car France. Obviously, Brandon Moreno putting to bed, you know, the conversation of uh, which one of the two of them uh, is the better fighter. But um, you know, a fun matchup nonetheless, and uh, delivered a very fun coming event there. So the next fight on the card: Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich, a heavyweight bout. There only lasted 55 seconds. The fight started out promising before Sergey Pavlovich was able to stun Derek Lewis and send him to the ground. And before Lewis got up, the ref stopped the fight. Uh, you know, I, talking to a lot of people, listening to a lot of people, many feel that it was a little bit too premature. I would tend to agree. Um, and I think that we could have gotten a little bit more out of this fight. Uh, but, I mean, Derek Lewis certainly did get stunned. Um, and so, I mean, credit to uh, Sergey Pavlovich there. Um, I think people were just hoping for a little bit more out of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was uber disappointed in the fight. Um, I, one, I never like to see Derek Lewis lose, like, especially like he's from Texas and he lost in Texas, so that sucks. He's got to stop fighting in Texas. That's what it is. But um, like Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone, uh, he never did that well in Denver either. So like some guys just have bad luck in their home state. But, um, yeah, this was ultimate bad luck. Like, it was an early stoppage. He did get stunned, did get rocked. But, um, yeah, like, you could, like, literally tell in the reaction when the fight was stopped. He was like, what the fuck? Like, I was literally getting back up. We were going to do the whole thing again. 
Um, and it, uh, I forget the the name of the ref, um, but he's an he's an experienced ref, and he really doesn't do it that often. So this was like an honest mistake from him because um, it was um, it was that tall bald guy. Um, yeah. And he, he he's a very experienced ref, so this usually doesn't happen too often from him. Um, and, yeah, it just we got robbed of a fight for sure. It's, like, literally the one black mark on this card is that right there. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish we got a little bit more out of that one for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Derek Lewis is probably going to fight again in three weeks anyway, so we'll see him soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, the next fight there on the card, a flyweight bout between Alexander Pantoja versus Alex Perez. Another short one. Pantoja came out of the gates throwing, landing some nice right hands and forcing Perez to shoot a takedown attempt, which he avoided and landed one of his own and was able to lock in a choke and win by submission just one minute and 31 seconds into the fight. So, yeah, this, uh, this fight was my personal favorite on the card. And it's a little bit of surprise uh, that it was. Obviously, I knew the two guys going into it, but to see the way Alexandra Pertoza came out and just thoroughly dominated from the beginning to the end, he just came out and was a man on a mission. Like, yeah. he, he, he wasn't bobbing and weaving. He wasn't trying to uh, not get hit. He was literally just marching forward and trying to take the man's head off. Um, and he just would not be denied that night. He he was hitting him uh, in the stand-up. Uh, Alex Perez tried to take him down. Obviously, uh, Alexander Pantoja was able to reverse it, get a takedown of his own, and then um, just jumped on his back right away and was able to lock in a neck crank and just really cranked it. Um, I mean, I don't, it wasn't even under his chin. That's why, like, uh, I, I'm not sure how they ended up classifying it as a rear naked choke. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, very similar to um, Habib and Conor McGregor. Uh, when Habib mm. uh, kind of choked out Conor, it wasn't under his chin. He just, was like, on top of his chin? yeah, it was, like, on top of his chin. He just cranks his neck backwards, which, obviously, look, I'm not saying, like, that shit probably hurts, okay? Um, but... Anyways, regardless, um, yeah, Alexander Pantoja just came out and looked like a different man altogether. So, um, and shout out to him. Also, it was Alex Perez's first fight in like six years, dude. Like he hasn't yeah. fought in such a long time. Um, so you may maybe something like that has something to do with it. Um, but he is also like I know he spars. I know he's been in six different fucking training camps for all the fights that have been canceled uh, his way. Um, so you would think that there's still some like live action in there, but I don't know. Ultimately, uh, it just it looked like they were in two different planets. Alexander Pertoja just came out and was just a, a different man. Yeah, I definitely agreed. And Alex Perez trying to knock off some rust there, but uh, just looked outmatched. And credit to Al, uh, to uh, Alexander Pertoja there, uh, and delivered a really solid performance. I mean, you talk about. You know, the Derek Lewis uh, fight being short and this one being short, but this was a, a very earned short fight uh, by Alexander Pantoja and just really went after it and uh, ended it very quickly. Um, so, yeah. And then the next and final fight on the UFC 277 main card, 
a light heavyweight bout between Magomed Ankalev versus Anthony Smith. Ankalev and Smith opened up trading kips, uh, kicks, eventually shifting to striking, with Smith backing off as his ankle clearly bothered him, and Ankalev took that opportunity to land nice strikes before going off on the ground at, or going off on the ground in town where the fight was stopped. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Ankalev looking really solid throughout this fight. Uh, clearly in the uh, beginning round there, you know, those kicks ended up bothering Anthony Smith. Um, I don't know if we have confirmation, but it kind of looked like he potentially could have broken his ankle or something along those lines or at least bruised something, whatever it was. Uh, clearly that was uh, bothering him and it uh, gave, uh, you know, Uncle Ev an opportunity there, which he took advantage of. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I was really rooting for Anthony Smith in this fight, um, but I also knew this was, this was a very dangerous fight for him because uh, Magomed Ankalaev is just a dangerous man. He's got a lot of power. Uh, he's got a chin on him. He's hungry. He wants, like, he's he's a rising contender in light heavyweight uh, division. And honestly, I truly think he's like a dark horse in this division right now. Uh, and people aren't talking about him as much as I think they should. And now I think with a win over someone like Anthony Smith, who's a little bit of, of a bigger name and obviously a guy that's ranked above him, um, I think this is going to be the fight that starts to put people on notice. Um, next week's fight, uh, Tiago Santos versus Jamal Hill, um, is going to be another big one. And I would honestly imagine the winner of next week's fight is probably going to, the winner or the loser, depending, but more than likely the winner, um, is probably going to get a date with um, Magomed Ankalaev. Um, mm. You know, uh, just because that's the kind of logical next step because Tiago Santos is a title contender. Jamal Hill has some wins over like Johnny Walker and different guys like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, there's just the, the, the paths are easy to cross there, especially with two light heavyweights that are about to fight a week apart from each other. The timing could be perfect. Um, and it didn't look like Uncle Life sustained too much of uh, too many injuries in this fight uh, altogether. But um, hopefully Anthony Smith is okay. Uh, hopefully his ankle or his leg um, isn't broken and is just severely bruised or compromised. So that way he couldn't uh, fight as well on it. Um, you know, you never want any of these guys to have like any long-term injuries. Um, and Anthony Smith is a good guy, so you, you definitely don't want it for him. But yeah, congratulations to uh, Magomed Ankalaev for um, just getting the win over a big name and uh, you know further progressing his career in the right in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Enrique. And uh, yeah, definitely Ankalaev, an interesting name in that division. Like you said, kind of uh, you know like not talked about nearly as much as maybe he should be. Um, but potentially with this, that could change. So, uh, but overall that UFC 277 main card, uh, really did deliver. And, you know, I mean, obviously wish the Derek Lewis fight gave us a little bit more, um, and it didn't get stopped a little prematurely, but I mean, with how just crazy good the co-main and the main event were, and then the rest of the fights on this card, especially you talk about um, the dominance of Alexander Pantoja, you know, really, really solid card uh, and can't complain for sure. Yeah, no, this was a great card. Uh, it was definitely worth the pay-per-view hype um, and the pay-per-view price tag. 
uh, you know, Amanda Nunes back to being the double champ, Brandon Moreno back to being a champion, um, even though he always was in my in my heart, in my eyes. And, um, you know, and then the dominance of Alexander Pantoja and, um, you know, obviously the, um, the up-and-coming dark horse contender in the light heavyweight division in Uncle IF. So, yeah, I think this, this was um, – this is how you want a pay-per-view card to go out. So you want the co-main and the main to be awesome. Um, and luckily, we didn't have another main event that was um, canceled by some random injury like Brian Ortega or um, fucking Curtis Blades and Tom Aspinall. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I was really crossing my fingers for that or like even potentially uh, like a weigh-in type thing. And, you know gladly we got through it and uh yeah they were able to fight and delivered a really nice uh well a few really nice fights across this card so that is going to do it for us today thank you so much to everyone that listens and this has been the mile high fight show and we'll catch you guys next week for the santos versus hill fight night thanks guys